Well, let's take a little look, a little look and see what the kids are listening to these days. Mm-hmm. I like this blue filter. Whoa, that's coming on strong. Well, that's a little abrupt. A little abrupt. Teenage Hanks coming in there full uh, speed ahead. Ah, uh, kids are so easily influenced. I, I must admit, there's been plenty of times where I wanted to sing a song that just said F you to everything, except your dog. Dogs are cool. You can't hold dogs accountable. Anyways, that's Gail coming with some uh, teenage angst and purple hair. She has a nose ring. I wonder if she's a militant, you know, provocateur, child groomer teacher type person. I don't know. Anyways, F you. All right, enough of that. So anyways, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, we talked about him yesterday, and uh, he was going after with a Marjorie, uh, wasn't it Marjorie, whatever, congresswoman, uh, the supervillain that he keeps referring to her as, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. So uh, Jimmy Kimmel came back today in his opening monologue, or last night, and he touched on everything that's going on. And I think we should, I don't know why he calls her clan mom, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hilarious title. Uh, enough to call the Capitol Police over. So here's Jimmy Kimmel in his opening monologue last night. Hi, I'm Jimmy. I'm the host of the show. Thanks for watching at home and thank you for coming. Well, that's very nice. What a day. I have to tell you, what a night and what a day. I have the weirdest life. I really do. Once again, I find myself in the middle of a brouhaha as I appear to have run afoul of probably the worst woman in American politics, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Congress person from the 14th District of Georgia, is unhappy. She's specifically unhappy with me. She's had a tough couple of days. On our show Tuesday night, MTG, clan mom as we call her, earlier in the day, called three of her fellow Republicans pro-pedophile for supporting Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson's nomination to the Supreme Court, which is lovely, a lovely thing to say. So I made a joke. I said, where is Will Smith when you need him? And, and the audience laughed. And then so she saw it. And she decided she's going to try to get some political mileage out of this. This is what she does instead of working. She tweets. After she saw it, she tweeted, ABC contacts my employer. This threat of violence against me by Jimmy Kimmel has been filed with the Capitol Police. She called the police and reported this. Not only did she call the police, she called the same police she voted against giving a congressional gold medal to for defending our Capitol against the insurrection. She helped incite on January 6th. That's who she called, the people she wanted to defund. It's amazing how quickly you can go from these liberals who can't see anything anymore to, what do you say? I'm calling the cops. <laughs> Must be that cancel culture they're always talking about. So I, after processing the fact that someone called the police on me, believe it or not, this has never happened to me in my life. I tweeted back, I wrote, officer, I'd like to report a joke.
A lot of people liked it. They hit like, which triggered her, I guess, the sweet little snowflake, because she tweeted again this afternoon. She wrote, you weren't joking. You hide your misogyny and your racism behind your jokes on ABC. This was a dog whistle to the violent left to assault me or worse. And you're misspelled your, of course, already inspiring <laughs> fantasies of violence against me. How many new death threats will I get that are your fans? Well, that's nice. She thinks I have fans. I guess that's good. But now listen. Not only don't I condone death or any kind of threats against anyone, especially since I get dozens of them a week myself from the sickos who align with you, I also find it very rich that a person who did this in her campaign ad is suddenly whining about fantasies of violence. How does this even compute? This woman, uh, you may remember, she is the one who endorsed fringe conspiracy theories and repeatedly indicated support for executing prominent Democratic politicians. Now she's dialing 911 because she got made fun of. She's a snowflake and a sociopath at the same time. A snowsiopath, as we know from now on. But, and nobody does anything. I feel like maybe other Republicans like having her around to make the rest of them seem normal. And by the way, if she's going to report me to the police, if that's how she wants to play it, I'll report you right back. And I, and I won't go to the police. I'll go to the Justice League, okay? In fact, <laughs> bring me my writing desk, will you? Thank you. And Guillermo, thank you. Bring me my writing chair. And Jeff, if you would, I'd love to have some writing music while I do this because I'm writing a letter. I'm going right to the top. Dear Batman. <laughs> How's it hanging? <laughs> Knowing you, probably upside down. <laughs> ha ha. I'm writing about a woman who might be a supervillain. Like the Riddler, she believes the world is full of coded messages. Like the Joker, she thinks she is funny. <laughs> and like the Penguin, she is five foot three. Please check her out. Love to Robin. Love, Jimmy. Okay, now Guillermo, all we have is a birthday card. So I'm gonna go ahead and seal this up. I would like you to, you know who to bring this to, right? Yes. Yeah. Get this to Gotham City at once. And okay. don't hesitate. All right. Well, Jimmy Kimmel going in hard with uh, Marjorie. Uh, yeah, you know, I... The thing is, you know, the cases like this, I was reading this other case the other day where this, uh, this parent in a, in a, in a, um, school board meeting, uh, he called some school board person, a pedophile groomer, and, uh, they actually brought up criminal defamation charges against this guy, which is highly rare for a criminal defamation case. Uh, and they finally dropped the charges against him, but you know, something like this, this Marjorie person and Jimmy Kimmel, I mean, if she wanted to, she could definitely file a civil lawsuit against him. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Calling her super villain. She's just going to claim some emotional damages and stuff and all this other kind of nonsense. And she can pull a civil case. It happens all the time. I should know. Um, but yeah, Jimmy Kimmel coming back, coming in hot against Marjorie Taylor green. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to see where this goes. Let's see if she just drops it. You know, at the, th at the same time, she's getting so much media off of this and keeps retweeting and doing all this kind of stuff. You know, it's a publicity move. It's a publicity move with her. And, um, you know, she's getting her name in the news. I mean, I didn't know who she was. I mean, I might have heard her name one or two times before, uh, but I didn't really know who she was until she started going in it with uh, Jimmy. So Bob Chapek, um, you know, we've talked about him a lot. The CEO of uh, Disney, he uh, 
he made a little speech. He made a little speech to, uh, and, and it, it looks like the most coerced, rehearsed, even the tone in his voice, uh, coming out to be an ally of the LGBTQAI plus and kind of apologizing for his role in not addressing the don't say gay bill in Florida fast enough. So here he is. This is what he has to say. Now you tell me if this sounds genuine or, you know, he's just not a great public speaker in my opinion. Uh, but here he is. This was in the reimagine tomorrow, some type of a meeting that the Walt Disney company has and it's Bob Chapek coming uh, and apologizing to the LGBTQAI plus committee community and, and their allies and swearing that he can do more. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Uncle Fester. I Freak. really appreciate you taking time out of your day for this very important session. By now, I hope you've all read my most recent note in which I pledge to be a better ally for the LGBTQ plus community, apologize for not being the ally that you needed me to be, and committed to ensuring that our company lives up to its values. I meant every word, and that's what we're here to talk about today. I know that we've got work to do, and that work starts with listening. I'm glad the company will hear from today's panel of LGBTQ plus employees, and I hope that you are as impacted as I've been by the voices that I've heard over the past few weeks. I've read many emails that have been sent spoken with LGBTQ plus employees and their allies, met with advocacy groups and convened my own leadership team. And I have been taken by the honesty, the openness and the urgency of their stories. I want you to know that your words have made a real impact on me. I understand that we've made mistakes and the pain that those mistakes have caused. And I know that our silence wasn't just about the bill in Florida, but about every time an individual or institution that should have stood up for this community did not. I and the leadership team are determined to use this moment as a catalyst for more meaningful and lasting change. We've heard many suggestions on how to do that and we are working to move quickly. I wanna thank the LGBTQIA Advisory Council, their allies and everyone else who has submitted ideas on how we can take action. I am convening a meeting with all my direct reports and representatives of the advisory council to discuss the thoughtful suggestions that have been made. But we know the moment requires urgency and words are not enough. So we are taking some actions right now. And that's the end of the clip that I have. So I don't know what else he went on to say, but uh, you know, Bob Chapek, you know, bless his heart, bless his soul. The Uncle Fester looking little freak. Um, and by the way, for somebody that's, I mean, just look at this camera angle, man. For, look at all this headroom up here. For somebody that's in charge of probably one of the biggest entertainment companies in the world, you think you'd have somebody on hand that could frame them up in a freaking uh, camera shot, right? He's a little off center. Lots of headroom. I don't know. I mean, who am I to talk? I'm in a freaking trailer right now, but whatever. Bob Chapek coming in. It looks like it was a, a very... Very, very intensely scripted little speech he had there to show support for the LGBTQAI plus community. Who knows? Who knows? He's just trying to save his job. He's uh, He's got 11 months till the end of his contract. He wants to get in good graces with the LGBTQAI plus. He wants to get in good graces with everybody. But, you know, I don't know if this is the right road to be going down. Uh, and he's trying to please all people when he probably should have just kept his mouth shut and everything would have been fine. Uh, anyways. In liberal California, uh, there's this story. Yeah, critical race theory. Yeah, critical race theory. You got it right. 
Um, Yorba Linda School. Stop. Yorba Linda School District in Orange County, in California of all places, has voted, the school board voted three to two, to eliminate critical race theory teaching in the class. Here's Channel 7 News with a report on that. And let's take a listen. That's pretty shocking that this is happening in California. But here we go. See, not all bad things are out there. The board has voted to ban the teaching of critical race theory in its classrooms, becoming the first school district in Orange County to enact such a rule. And now it is reporter Jessica DeNova has reaction to the board's controversial decision. What are we afraid of that the board's proposing censorship? Comment after comment this past Tuesday night, the Placentia Yorba Linda Unified School District Board of Education heard arguments for and against a ban on critical race theory or CRT. This is critically important for us as the next generation. Tonight must be the night that we ban CRT. With a 3-2 vote, the ban went through. School board member Leandra Blade says she made good on her campaign promise. And keeping a lot of social justice issues and kind of just the outside noise out of school and returning to traditional curriculum. We can ban critical race theory, but when are we going to ban the, the, the critical sort of discrepancies that exist in schools across this country where black and brown children continue to, to, to not get the same opportunities as, as their white counterparts? UCLA professor of education Tyrone Howard says CRT is typically a graduate level course. And after studying hundreds of school districts across the nation, he has yet to see it taught at the K through 12 level. I think it speaks to larger fears around talking about race and racism in our country. And I think that's the root, and that's what fears people. We don't want to talk about that issue around the role that race and racism has played in our country since its inception. Blades argues everything is the same with teachers expected to stick to the curriculum. And not through a critical race theory lens, which many believe is through a racist lens. It's a racist lens. Racist against who? Well, if you look at if you look at it, a lot of the quotes and a lot of stuff is it is racist against white people. Blades often uh, criticized for attending a rally outside the Capitol on the day of the insurrection. Look Senate out Tuesday's meeting, accusing the trustee of allowing her politics to influence her board decisions. Obviously, this whole CRT circus is political for Blades. I didn't enter the Capitol. Nothing happened. But I went there because I was a supporter of President Trump and I went mm -hmm. to see him at what could have been the last speech that he ever gave. And I'm not ashamed of doing that. So my politics play no role in my decisions. I'm doing what sure. I was elected to do. And I'm doing but what my constituents want. In an email, a school district spokesperson. All right, enough of that. So, so, uh, uh Blades. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the superintendent over there, uh, uh, going to the Trump rally on the day that they, uh, uh, <laughs> encroached upon the Capitol. And, but that plays nothing into her politics and her, uh, and her, her statements here at the Yorba Linda School District. Yeah, right. I mean, of course. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to the Capitol, if you're going to the Capitol, uh, to hear that speech, you probably got a little bit of extremism in your blood. But at the same time, I support the non-teaching of CRT to our kids. I believe it is an uh, uh, is is a issue that needs to be approached. But I believe it needs to be approached in either high school or the college level. So, you know, your Belinda right there in Orange County, they're banning it across the board in K through twelve, and you know, more power to them. I agree. I agree. That's something that can be taught later. When uh, we have more well-developed minds in these kids, okay? Uh, so what else do we have? Um, oh, yeah, we've got the governor, Greg Abbott of Texas, um, talking about, you know, we talked about the story yesterday about him trucking all the illegals back into Washington, D.C. Uh, well, Mr. Abbott did a little, uh, he did a little uh, interview, and let me see if I can pull this up. 
So you can get an idea of where Greg Abbott's coming from and this whole this whole idea of trucking all these illegal immigrants that are flooding over the borders back to Washington, D.C. Yeah, it's a publicity stunt. We know that. But let's let Greg Abbott explain it for himself. Uh, Joe Biden has refused to come to the border to see the chaos that he has created by his open border policies. So we're going to take the border to him by uh, uh, transporting uh, the, the people that he is dropping off in these local communities in the state of Texas uh, and sending them to Washington by plane or by bus. Uh, what was happening is uh, th- there's an increased number of people coming across the border that they, the federal government, uh, are processing and then letting loose. And what has been happening so far is those people will be getting on buses and going to San Antonio or, or, or Houston or other places like that. And so I think they just need longer bus rides. Uh, Joe Biden has refused to come. Boom, to the- there we go. All right. It's repeating itself. Uh, longer bus rides by longer bus rides. He's meaning let's go to uh, take them right to Washington, D.C. He said that in the past. And uh, that's what he's referring to with the longer bus rides. You know, the whole title, uh, what is it, Title 43, whatever it is uh, that they lifted, which gave the Border Patrol uh, basically uh, some extra rights to deny people crossing the border, even if they're seeking uh, political asylum or asylum seekers. Uh, They was given the Border Patrol agents the rights to uh, deter those people and turn them away. Uh, Critics of this have said that with Biden lifting that limitation that was put in place by Trump, Uh, They can expect the border surge to be about 18,000 people a day. And that is a lot, a lot of people. Did you guys go out and celebrate National Beer Day yesterday? I did. I'm feeling it a little bit right now. Yeah, I sure am. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I I had way too many sours. Um, Let's see. Oh, this is this broke this morning. So remember the guy that shot uh, Lady Gaga's dog walker? Well, in the... uh, in the haste of our competent city county officials, they accidentally released him from jail and now they're on the manhunt for him. Yes, that is correct. They accidentally released the guy that shot Lady Gaga's dog walker. He was being held and now the uh, LA, they're on a manhunt for this dog walker. Let's see if I can get the story up. Okay, here we go. Let me rewind. Boom, boom, boom. Go. Also this morning, there's a search now underway for the man who's accused of shooting Lady Gaga's dog walker after he was somehow mistakenly just released from jail. Eyewitness News reporter John Gregory, he's live in the newsroom following everything with the very latest. Good morning. Yeah, Brandy, we keep hearing stories about people getting out of jail early these days, uh, but this was a huge mistake, a big mistake. Uh, The dog napping incident happened a little over a year ago in West Hollywood. 18-year-old James Howard Jackson is one of three suspects charged with attempted murder and conspiracy to commit robbery. Well, in fact, he's the one authorities say shot Ryan Fisher, Lady Gaga's dog walker. Somehow, the charges against Howard Jackson were dropped. He was released from jail, and now authorities are scrambling to find out where he is. Equally important, of course, they're trying to figure out how something like this could happen, and they want to keep it from happening again. Uh, You may remember the dogs were recovered a few days later. They're okay, but uh, boy, this raises a lot of questions about the system and who's running the jails. Boom. So this morning there's a incompetence, incompetence running wild. So they're on a manhunt for the, you know, what's crazy is they didn't release a picture of this guy. They got to have a picture of him, right? James Howard Jackson, 19 released from jail Wednesday afternoon, according to booking records, which also show that the charges against him were dismissed. Hmm. 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 Very interesting. Very interesting. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, the LA County board of supervisors, 
you know, in their extreme wokeness and their ability to really get into people's lives. Well, uh, on a work-related basis, basically what's going on is the um, L.A. County Board of Supervisors has banned any trips to Florida, and this is their way of standing up against the Don't Say Gay bill in Florida. Um, so they're saying that uh, Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors doing their level best to keep Californians out of Texas and Florida, a move which no doubt delighted conservatives in both states. Yeah, no kidding. They keep them out. We don't care. Anyways, voted to ban official travel to Florida and Texas. That's just odd to me. Okay, but super, Supervisor Sheila Kuehl, who submitted the motion along with fellow Supervisor Hilda Solis, ranted, considering the rampant rise of hate crimes and, same, and some pretty uh, egregious conduct by jurisdictions across the country against LGBTQ plus youth and their families, this is not the time to be enacting more legislation designed to encourage more harassment and suffering, uh, as the New York Daily News reported. Cool was apparently referencing Florida's parental rights and education law and Texas Governor Greg Abbott's order for state agencies to investigate reported incidences of abusive gender transitioning procedures performed on children. Uh, the, that order in Texas is discriminatory, harmful, and deliberately cruel. The law in Florida would perpetuate a culture of bullying, secrecy, shame, and fear. It's just a position we take. We're not going to spend money to go to your state, she added that the official ban sends a message that we won't support this. And there's that word that I always, I just said it, egregious behavior. For some reason, see that word egregious? When I see that, my brain just does a backflip and I cannot, I, I always want to say egregious and it's egregious. I probably should have this out, but that is one word that trips me up every time I see it. I made it through once. It was up here in the story. And it said egregious, and you heard me read, and I took a little pause, but I made it through. And then when I hit it the second time down here, I just couldn't do it. It's me. It's, that's, so that's why you get for not graduating from high school. You know, that's what that's why you get for being a dropout. Um, the interesting video of this kid. Now, this video is a kid on a bicycle riding down a sidewalk, and this mom just taking him and tossing him around, hitting him on the back. But the funny thing is, is this kid happened, it just happened just happened to have his GoPro rolling and rode up right to them on the sidewalk. I have a feeling this kid, when you see this kid, now the mom shouldn't be grabbing any kids off the sidewalk and like hitting them and stuff and tell them not to ride. The kid's 12 years old. You know, she starts yelling that he was trying to hit her with his bicycle, all this kind of stuff. The mom's out of control, 100% out of control. But the smirk on this kid's face, the look at this kid, oh, I think he set her up. I, I just think he set her up. But here you go. You be the judge on this. A Santa Ana family is outraged tonight after their 12-year-old boy runs into trouble with the neighbor while riding his bike. A woman lashes out at the boy, even hits him for riding on the sidewalk. The whole Ooh. thing was caught on camera, and now the woman could face assault charges. John Finolio live in Anaheim with the story. John? Sharon, Micah, we've seen videos like this before. Someone freaking out or making outright false claims over what appears to be a benign issue or minor inconvenience. Well, the mother you're about to meet says her neighbor crossed a line the moment she put her hands on her child. 12-year-old Jeffrey Vandervoort was riding his bicycle Sunday evening in his gated Santa Ana neighborhood when suddenly he ran into this. Get the hell off the sidewalk now. Excuse me. Get off the sidewalk. Please don't touch me. Why'd you just hit me? Want me to hit you again? What the f 
is wrong with you? She walked over to me, just started yelling and pushed me. Come on, look at this kid. This little tree and then hit me in the back. He's referring to his neighbor, Susan Garcia, who clearly doesn't like bikes on sidewalks. You don't touch me. Oh. I'll do what I want. You tried to run. Mom! Jeffrey was wearing his new GoPro camera and captured the encounter as it unfolded. You hit oh. my child? Yes, she serious? did. Yes, she just did. His mom says she told Jeffrey to ride his bike on the sidewalk because he was nearly hit by a car last week. People in the neighborhood should come directly to the parent. They should never confront a child, harass a child. Put their hands on someone else's child. Exactly. I mean, it's just so outrageous. In the video, you can hear Garcia claim that Jeffrey intentionally tried to run over her. He tried to run us down on the sidewalk. I did not. And, and lied to us. I have well, a video. It's a great Thing that there's a camera strapped to his chest. Good. Right get, come on, boy. Just get it on. Let me get see. Get away from me. Come on. Get away from me. Come on. Come on. I swear to God, if this old lady touches me again. The whole thing lasts about two minutes until Jeffrey's dad comes outside. Go away. This is crazy. I mean, numerous videos. And shame on dad that your boys would She hit me. She hit me she in the back. Absolute. He's got Ready the whole thing on camera. With the board member I have it on camera. On I did not. No. Yelling at him. The family says this isn't their first encounter with Garcia, although they hope it's their last one. Immediately after I saw that video. All right, enough of that. I love how the dad uh, how the dad walks out. He was obviously half asleep in his chair, having a couple beers, watching something on TV, and that he he just walks out to like, what the fuck's going on? going on here he had to look like he did not want to deal with any of that but anyways yeah jeffrey jeffrey and his camera um i don't know jeffrey's gonna win this jeffrey jeffrey definitely wins this argument and he's got it all on video so this old lady that's just like uh chasing him down and hit him on his back she's definitely screwed but did jeffrey do it on purpose maybe 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 he knew he had a psycho neighbor and he's like come on come on let's get the gopro let's go get some youtube views anyways oh jeffrey I'm sorry you got attacked by the uh, tamale slinging neighbor, but you know, whatever, man, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. I'm sure Jeffrey's taking a couple of womps way more than what that lady was given to him. But you know what? That's, 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 you know, it's a minor, it's assault. Why do people get so hung up on stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. Bicycles are not supposed to be on the sidewalk, but who cares? Who cares? This lady obviously cared a ton, a ton, you know, one of those little self-righteous, let's patrol the neighborhood. I can do no wrong. Let me do whatever I want to do. Anyways, Pink Floyd released a song, first song they've released in a long time. It's kind of interesting. Uh, it's, it's, it's in support of the Ukraine, and it has to do with another singer that was uh, uh, left his tour to go back to Ukraine to fight, and they took this uh, vocal of him, of this other guy. I, I'm going to get his name. It's um, Andy Klyvnyuk of Boombox. I'm not too familiar with who that is, but... Pink Floyd decided to back him up, put a backing track on this in support of the Ukrainians that are fighting the Russians. And it is new and it is Pink Floyd. And I do like Pink Floyd. So let's just take a little listen here to that. Here you go. Boombox singer Andriy Kirill ended his U.S. tour and returned home to Kiev to defend his country. Three days later, he posted a video on Instagram singing the Ukrainian song, The Red Viburnum in the Meadow. Now Pink Floyd has joined with Andriy to support his message of resistance. I'm just reading what was on the screen for you guys that are listening to audio only. All right, Pink Floyd. 
So I have no idea what they're singing or what they're saying, but it's Pink Floyd. That's unusual guitar tone for David Gilmour. Usually it's a little more juicier than that. Unmistakable Pink Floyd drum sounds, though, that's for sure. Uh, here we go, some more traditional Gilmour guitar tone. enough of that i don't think it's going to beat out the wall um you know i wish i knew what he was saying might make more sense other than that it just sounds like some theme song from a russian or ukrainian soap opera anyways this is jake with radio underland news uh let's see uh, what else do we have i think that's it for the day for right now you know got my long weekend coming up uh got a lot to do hopefully you guys enjoyed uh national beer day the same way that uh, I did, which I kind of over-enjoyed a little bit. But anyways, this is Jake with Radio Underland News coming at you. Just a bunch of news clips. If you have any questions, comments, email me, jake at radiounderland.com. Other than that, we will see you later, and I'll just play us out with the rest of that uh, Pink Floyd that was playing. You know, Let's see if it gets any better. I don't think it is. I, I really don't think it is. It's just kind of going to stall right there. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>